Well, howdy folks, welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 164. Out the window of my little room above the garage here, I can, well, I can see it's just a beautiful day. Sometimes there's no need to say more than that. I'm just real grateful for this life, imperfect as it is, and imperfect as I am. So, just looks nice out there, leafy and green. And try something new this episode. I'll still be reading and reflecting on a passage from the past with each episode of, of the voicemail. Today it's going to be a painfully relevant passage from the book Montaigne and Barn Boots. But if you look down there below in the email you got, we're also adding a new section called Mike's Marginalia. Marginalia are the little notes we make while reading a book. Sometimes in the margins, sometimes between the lines or on a separate scrap of paper, or when I'm reading an ebook, I highlight it and make notes that way. Some people recoil at the idea of you marking up a book. I used to keep them pristine and then I quit because I just love marking them up. And I love it when people mark up my books and show me that they've marked them up because I just feel like it's a way of getting even deeper into a book. I realize it's not for everybody though. Anyways, I've decided uh, for the next couple episodes just to see how it goes and what kind of feedback we get to dig back into some of my old book stacks and pull out books and open them up at random and find out what I wrote and see if I can relearn something I tried to learn before and share it with you. Anyways, today's reading, before I get to the marginalia of the day, is, is from the Confound the Fool chapter of Montaigne and Barn Boots. And that's a chapter about... Absent-mindedness and forgetfulness, and it struck me that bits of this chapter relate to the to the marginalia thing we're starting today. So here we go. Lack of retention is one of the chief frustrations of my life. I get things when I see them. When I watch my father rewire a fuse box, it makes perfect sense. When I try to do the same thing ten minutes later, it's as if someone switched the colors on all the cables. Definitions escape me the moment I close the dictionary. The joke I made a few chapters back about looking up the word pedant was no joke. There are words, pedant is one, pedagogy, humanism, heuristic, phlegmatic, tautology, and a multitude of others included, which I can never seem to retain with any clarity. Rather, I hold them in fuzzy impression, able to assume their meaning in context, but having to look them up again and again. It's worse with conceptual doodads like Stoicism or Epicureanism. I have a good sense of what they mean, but I cannot recite the definition. I can do a two-hour humorous monologue before a theater of strangers on three minutes' notice, but tell me a nun walks into a bar joke on Tuesday, and I'll enjoy it just as freshly Wednesday. When I read a novel for the second time, the characters are only a shade less unfamiliar than the first time. And the plot? Forget it. How grateful I am, then, to be reading Montaigne's essay on books and come across these words. If I am a man of some reading, I am a man of no retention. My man. <laughs> and then we skip forward in that chapter a, a little bit to a section that begins, and boy, is this a sad story. I, still, I remember this day with great clarity. My favorite book about Montaigne 
is a petite red hardcover missing its dust jacket. I bought it online, used for 20 bucks and change. The title was daunting. Montaigne's Discovery of Man, The Humanization of a Humanist, by Donald M. Frame. My initial intuitive affection for this edition may have been triggered by its petite dimensions, subliminally suggesting it was digestible for even a plotter like me. I am subject to fits of intellectual optimism. The thing is, once I got going, that book really did treat me fruitfully. It was the first work that helped me put Montaigne in context across the arc of his philosophical development. In short, Frame maintains the essayist to began as a stoic, advocating rigid self-mastery in a firm struggle for consistency against the ills of life, shifted into a skeptical crisis, summarized by the slogan, What do I know? And ultimately entered an Epicurean period, emphasizing moderation, simple human goodness, and a balance between serving oneself and others. I've since read others who would fine-tune or quibble, but it was good enough for me, working as I do at Sesame Street level. It was also a necessary reset. I had fallen into the habit of largely highlighting the stoic bits of Montaigne. In short, only the bits where my inner voice said, That's me! Step by step, Montaigne's discovery of man eased me beyond this. It was digestible, as long as I took tiny bites. I'd sit with it for a few pages now and then, pen and pink highlighter in hand, so in the instant of revelation I could translate Frame's erudition into my own pigeon. As the book was of tuckable dimensions, I carried it on book tours, on family trips, to the local coffee shop, into the bedroom, and out to the deer stand. From San Francisco to New York City, from Duluth to the Caribbean, it was my traveling companion for the better part of a year." I had seven pages to go when I boarded the flight to San Diego. The rest of the book was covered in graffiti like a boxcar parked too long outside the train yard. Scribbles, circles, underlines, arrows, and rambling marginalia, all against a backdrop of pink highlighter swipes. Precious insights, critical observations, life-altering wisdom, all destined to enrich the very book you are hearing now. And as soon as we were allowed to lower our tray tables, I got to work on those remaining seven pages, and when I completed my final notation, there was still an hour to fly. Standing to go to the restroom, I placed the book in the seat pocket. Don't put it in there. It's an actual voice I hear. I put it in there. And lo, later in the hotel room, there were lamentations long and lugubrious, gnashing of teeth, and rending of the empty backpack. Oh, man, I still remember the chill that hit my gut when I opened up my backpack in that hotel room and realized what I'd done. All that work disappeared, and I, and I did the thing where you call the airline and ask if they found anything, and I spent a long time getting passed around and on hold, and, of course, they hadn't found anything, or at least nothing that surfaced. So I thought that was a good little one to read today in light of me trying to start this marginalia thing. And the marginalia thing, um, you can see the images in the email that I sent. And I, I guess all I'd say is that when I mark up a book like this, sometimes I'm working on a pro with a project in mind. Other times I'm just reading. 
And I'm certainly, any little note that I might make, It's these are my interpretations in real time. They might evolve or they might have a more tangential effect. For instance, you can see one that I highlighted that it doesn't speak directly to the book 40 Acres Deep, but it definitely informed the mindset that I had when I was creating the character of Harold in 40 Acres Deep and his grumpiness about the government, but also acknowledging the assistance that was sometimes required. I also find that when I highlight stuff, there's a lot of, and I mentioned it in that little piece, there's a lot of what Montaigne called aha confirmation bias, which is aha is, is, is when you, you like something because you agree with it or, or it just validates your own perspective or perception or opinion. And he said that there's no good having conversations where all you say to each other is aha, that you should converse, you should exchange ideas, but that it doesn't do you any good to just constantly talk to people who see the world exactly as you do. So yeah, and a lot of these highlights, it's just me working stuff out. And I, I did notice that I didn't highlight one of my favorite quotes on this page, which was the, the, uh, it's about being accommodating to other human beings and that the effect it does most to inculcate is trust. And I think of that in terms of I was just traveling the last couple of weeks and just meeting different people and of different experience, of different background, whatever it is that it's a cliche about travel broadening your mind, but just the more experience you have with folks, you it's not that you abandon your principles or you change your moral structure, but you at least have more insight, compassion, and in and an understanding of how someone might arrive at the state uh, they are currently occupying and how you might be more gentle about that. Um, yeah, well, I don't want to go on and on. You can kind of see some of this stuff. Um, I, I made some notes on the highlights, made some marginalia on the marginalia, just some of the things that I like, how he wrote about trust and uh, countering heroic virtue. I'm and, and he had a term in there called pliant goodness. Man, I love that phrase. That sometimes in order to help people, you got to bend a little bit yourself. So I will uh, work on this. And if, if, if this is of interest and, and you let me know uh, if you'd like more of this or less of this. And like I said, normally it'll be much, there'll be more brevity. But by way of introduction, I, I thought I would just just expand on this idea a little bit. But uh, each week, I'm going to try to take a picture of a little marginalia and revisit why I marked it up and share it with you and then move on. The one thing, of course, that I'll never do is, is at the end of, of these little podcasts, I'll never say goodbye. I'll just, I'll just say, well, I suppose, forward.